Disclaimer, if you are in need of immediate help or mental services, please call 911 or your specialist. Fix My Life is not a licensed therapist, counselor, or even a healthcare provider. We're just trying to figure it out the same as you. Thank you. Hi, this is Marianela, and you're listening to Fix My Life podcast, where I tell you how I'm trying to fix my life. And hopefully you'll find something to help you fix your life in case you need fixing. And let's face it, everybody needs a little bit of fixing. Nobody's perfect. And that's okay. I think there was a book about it. Haven't read that book. I'm living the experience myself. Uh, This is episode number eight. I'm very excited. Again, still proud of myself for making it this far and for not backing out. I've been trying to do at least two podcasts per week so far. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to figure out which days I'm going to be releasing things. And I think that's just more my lack of discipline with time management, but I will get better. I promise to all four of you that are listening. Well, actually, I think it's a little bit more than four. And I can see that I have people listening all the way from Australia. So hello, everybody there down under. That's amazing. And that's exciting. So I'm really happy about that. Uh, I was saying about analytical tools and I love a graph. I love a chart. I love numbers and I love being able to see where different parts of the show are being played, who's playing them. Well, actually, no, I can't see who, but I can see how. So that's all very, very fun. So I'm super excited about that. And then I also want to do a little shout out to my roommate, Ginger, who finally listened to my episodes. So thank you, girl. If any of you are out there in the San Francisco area and have curly, curly, curly hair, she is the best for that. So I'm going to put her Instagram link at the show notes as well so you can find her. So go shout at my girl. All right. So let's talk about how I'm doing today. And I'm not going to lie. I'm doing kind of bleh. It has been a very emotional week and there's nothing that's been coming at me from the outside or anyone in particular that's putting anything on me. This is all coming from, I think, internal factors and it's a little bit frustrating. You know, you want to stay focused and I want to stay really kind of just looking at the path that I'm on and trying not to deviate from that, but it's not fun this week. But I think that's part of the whole process of trying to grow and be a bigger person. You know, it's like when a butterfly comes out of a cocoon, if I may use that metaphor, it's going to take that little butterfly a bit climb out of that old husk. It's a struggle and we're going to get through it. I'm going to get through it. It's going to be okay. Uh, One of the exciting things that did happen is that I ended up getting a call from someone that I that I follow on Instagram, who I found uh, on another podcast. And I'm going to get into him a little bit more intensely later on a different podcast, but I do want to give a very big thank you to Chris Medina, the psychic who I am friends with on Instagram. We've never met and we have a very nice rapport. He's hilarious. He thinks I'm funny, so it's all good. And we were just texting on Instagram really quickly. And to just make it really short, he says, give me your number. I'm going to give you a call real quick before I talk to somebody else. And it was really the pick me up that I needed this week. It was almost like, it was literally like a message from the other side saying, yes, it's been rough. Yes, it's not fun. Yes, you feel like shit, but it's going to be okay. There are people who really do support me. And for that, I could not be more grateful. So 
Thank you to Chris. Thank you for reaching out. I really love it. I'm going to put his contact information down below. So again, go to his website, go to his Instagram, listen to his podcast, but I'm going to tell you right now, he's not for the faint of heart. He's not going to hold you with kid gloves and be very woo woo with you. Not at all. He is some tough love over there. And it was him shouting over the airwaves to all of his listeners to get off your ass and do something and change your life and put your money where your mouth is that really pushed me to start putting my voice out there. So for you, Chris, I thank you so much. And I want to get into, well, I guess that there are a lot of things happening out on the outside that I'm trying not to internalize, but it's really hard not to. For those people who don't like to talk about politics or the ugly things that are happening in this world, then I am not for you. I talk about all the ugly things out there and in particular, some very horrible, horrible things that are happening in this country and in other parts of the world. So we can't turn a blind eye to that. So number one thing that's really kind of just ugh, killing me right now is the fact that this current administration wants to put children, babies, in internment camps, in former internment, in former internment camps that they held for the Japanese, which is a misnomer in and of itself because everybody who had been put in a Japanese internment camp was not na Japanese by nationality. The majority of the people that were put in Japanese internment camps were Americans. So let's sit with that idea again. Now this president wants to open them up again and put babies in there. Oh, I, it's enraging. And then the other thing that's going on, we all know what's going, if you don't know what's going on in Sudan, then please inform yourself. There's a lot of blackout on news and things coming out of that country, but it is horrific. And the fact that we as a nation, as the United States, are no longer seen as the as a country that people can rely on to go in and help out is heartbreaking to me. We used to be the good guys, even though I know we were never really the good guys ever. Uh, at least there was the veneer of being the good guy, of being the ones to come in and save the day. And we don't even have that anymore. So, yeah, thanks to this administration, I have nothing good to say. Other than I hope this president gets IBS in the worst way possible. Which brings me to the tool that helped me for today. Crying. I hate crying. I hate crying so much. I've always hated crying. Even though I was always very, very good at it. Even since I was a little child. I've been fantastic at making myself cry for my own self-interest, but crying because it came out of me naturally was just didn't like it. And I hate doing it in front of other people. Oh my God, nothing could set me off more than crying in front of other people. It is the worst for me. But at the same time, I understand everybody cries, even though they don't admit it. And sometimes when you do cry with other people, it makes you feel better or it helps them understand that you are passionate about something or you are feeling something because sometimes tears are the only thing that can convey a sentiment without having to say anything. You got to give it to that. And I really do understand that crying is almost, well, actually it is. It's emotional vomiting. I mean, think about it. When you have an upset stomach or you don't feel great, sometimes when you vomit, you feel a whole lot better. And, uh, 
it makes me feel weak. It's, it's not good to cry all the time if that's all you're doing, but you gotta like also come back in and figure out why am I crying like this? What's going on? So it does give us a chance to actually examine what the root problem is. You know, it's like, it's one thing to always be in a constant emotional state and never look inside to see what got you there in the first place, as opposed to all of a sudden going, wow, I'm, I'm really feeling it. I'm going to let it all come out. I'm not going to hold it back. And then when I'm done, I'm going to think about why this is happening in, to me in the first place. And I mean, good Lord, there's so many things that can make you cry. <sighs> what makes me cry? Uh, my own frustrations. When I'm super frustrated or if I'm super angry, I will cry. Mostly because if I don't cry, I'll probably lash out and hit something or someone because I understand that also crying is a way to express almost like a physical reaction to something. And we all know we should not hit people with our fists, but Sometimes that energy has to go somewhere. So where does it go? You can either internalize it inside yourself and keep it there, or you can let it out, out through crying. Um, intense emotions of any kind. If I'm intensely happy, sometimes I will start crying. If like, I mean, my friends gave me a fish tank one year for my birthday and I was just so happy. I, I'll talk about the fish later, but I got a fish tank one year and it made me so happy because people knew what I wanted and they got me exactly what I wanted. So there you go. What else causes crying? Suppressed feelings. If you keep that stuff bottled in, if you don't let it out, it's gonna come out in the most uncomfortable and unsuitable places ever. Nobody wants to be that girl crying in the bathroom, having a bunch of strangers looking at you wondering why. And quite frankly, oh, I'm, so, I'm such a codependent. I am that girl that will find the crying girl in the bathroom and console her for half an hour while everybody else is having fun outside. There you go. And then just sometimes you feel shitty. Like this week, the moon is in Scorpio. We're moving into Sagittarius. I don't know. But for whatever reason, everybody's saying it's a time that is, it's a time that is super emotional, super intense. We're all moving, like moving our attention inwards. And either we're going to work on all the stuff that we want to work on to let go of anything that diminishes our capacity or we're going to keep holding on to it and then cry about why nothing good ever happens in our life. So what do I do when I cry? Hopefully I'm alone. Hopefully. Uh, what's the other thing that I do when I cry? I just let it all out. I really try not to think about it. I just let it all out. And then while I'm crying, it's like, where is the crying come from? Because the crying comes from different parts of your body. Like if you believe in chakras and all that energy work or chi and things being blocked, what part of your body is hurting when you cry? Think about that. Isn't that weird and interesting? Sometimes, you know, you do feel it in your heart because most of the time that's where we're crying from. We're crying from our hearts and that sucks. But I think if you focus your energy then in on your heart, and you try to like just take care of it, then maybe it'll be better. I don't know. Even though I said, I don't like crying in front of other people. Sometimes you do need to cry with other people. There's that one saying, if you, if you share your grief, you have it. And if you share your joy, you double it. And I really do hope that is true. I really do hope that is true. If you're alone, get it all out so you can move on, but you got to move on. Because let's face it, we can't be crying all the time. That's some little bitch shit. 
and that can't happen. I mean, it's good to let it all out, but if you're one of those people that is always crying and is always looking at other people to make you feel better, I don't think I'm talking to you. I don't think so. But hey, you do you. Do what you gotta do. But if you're like me, in any way, always trying to be the tough girl, the cool chick, yeah, let it out. Let it out because having it all stay inside sucks. So what am I obsessed with right now that doesn't make me cry? I am obsessed with Love Island. Love Island is a reality show from the UK. It is, uh, <laughs> it is horrible. It is awful. It is a bunch of single beautiful people, all heteronormative, all conventionally beautiful. At least this year we have people of color, no gay people. So representation is marginal if existent at best, but it is hilarious and it is funny. Now, I'm not going to say that there have not been some problematic as fuck issues with this show. You know, like I said, unreal body images, Unfortunately, because I think people weren't vetted properly, there have been a couple of people that um, did not fare well after the show. Not going to go into it. You can go find it if you want to. So I'm not blinding myself to all the problems of the show. But like I said, it's the best part of my summer. I found it four years ago when I was really sad and it made me feel so much better. I think currently they're showing it in the United States on Hulu. It's on its fourth season in the fourth, fifth. I can't remember right now. So what do I love about it? For, well, for the first part, I love a British accent, like nobody's business. Maybe that's because I'm a child of the eighties that grew up loving Duran Duran and Spandau Ballet and all of those bands back then. So I will never not love an English accent on a man, but these people, take accents to a whole new level. I literally have no idea what anybody is talking about for the first two weeks, but they just have the best catchphrases and the best lingo and the best just slang that I've ever heard. So it's fantastic. And it has brought my flirting game up to a whole new level. Like some of these people have no shame and it is amazing to watch. If you want to find something fun. If you need to take a break from all the horrible things that are out there in the world and you are not triggered by beautiful people with bikini body ready uh, bodies, then I say go check out Love Island. There is going to be an American version on this summer. I have no idea who's going to be on it. I have no idea who's going to be hosting it. I have no idea if it's going to be as good as the original, but here's crossing my fingers and I truly, truly hope so. So if you want to talk to me about Love Island because I have no one else to talk to about it, then give me a call. Actually, no, I'm not going to give you my number. So just send me an email. Uh, fixmylifepod at gmail.com. I better start doing that. I better start telling you guys all the different ways you can get a hold of me. But I've been good about putting it all in the show notes. So maybe I'll record a new introduction. Let me know if you want one. Alrighty. So now it's the end of the show where I do my favorite part, I pull a tarot card for us. So I'm just going to shuffle the cards. Ask for a nice message for everybody. Oh, 
Ooh. Today we get the Seven of Cups and it kind of came up reversed. So I'm going to leave it that way. Seven of Cups reversed. Seven of Cups is when, actually, isn't that a great card for today? Seven of Cups in the upright position is when you are emotionally conflicted about making a choice or you have many choices in front of you, none of which are clear. Are they illusions? Are they the real deal? Are you seeing with your eyes or are you just feeling with your heart? Are you really being truthful with yourself for what you see in front of you? So I take the Seven of Cups as reversed as you're not going to let yourself be distracted by the incidental things that come along your path. You are now clear about where you want to go and what you want to do. You see everything in front of you for what it is and you are not going to veer. So actually, I think this is a fantastic card for today fourth of week for when you feel like, I don't know if I made the dis right decision because Lord knows the first few days after I put the first episode out, I had a horrible case of what the fucks did I do? My little seven of cups reverse card is telling me you made the right choice. You see things for where they are and where you are going and don't fear. There we are. I'm very happy with that. And I use the goddess tarot deck from Chris Walder on this one. And I've put a copy of this up on the web for you to take a look at. You should go to my webpage in the show notes. That's where it is. Thank you for listening to Fix My Life. Remember, when you face a fear, you accept yourself.